Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. We are rolling. The tape is rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Holy rolling. Um, I could use a sweet roll right now. Uh, There's all kinds of things we could do with this roll. I'm Mike Kapler, Joel Brzezicki, the Growing in Grace podcast. Thank you to those of you who have taken the time to uh, comment or communicate with us on how the podcast has helped bring you into a better understanding of the new covenant and the truth of Jesus Christ. We appreciate that. There's a number of ways you can get a hold of us, not the least of which uh, we've got a new phone number now. It's called BR549. You know what that's from, Joel? Ah, I don't know. BR549. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Hee Haw. Oh, that was, you know, I watched Hee Haw a little bit, but it wasn't really my thing. It's kind of before my day, but I did watch some of it. I think it was Junior Samples, wasn't it? He'd hold up that cue card. Yeah, just call now BR549. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I Hee Haw just didn't appeal to me. The comedy did, but the I think... Right. Oh, the, it it was know. the corniest show you would ever want to see. Very corny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I don't know. I don't mean that as a compliment, but as a, as a youngster, I don't know. I guess it was on to my grandparents or something. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I would. I don't remember how or when I saw it, but it, I would have been at my home sl- uh, flipping through channels, I suppose. But yeah. Um, as far as you know, people, thank thank you for listening. And, and somebody just recently commented, they love the podcast. Two brothers and I listen to you every week. This was a comment on YouTube. Um, so this one guy commented, uh, two brothers and I listen to you every week and love you guys both. You two are dear brothers. We are grateful for your guys' weekly conversations. Well, he talks about how it's, they've been taught so much. And they actually, and they include us as part, they consider us as part of their little ecclesia they're you know they're they're gathering so it's like we're we're with them as they are gathering together i think that's awesome i've i've said for a long time and i'm still in awe of how the internet does that you know how of how people can be brought together like that uh just through the internet two guys you and me just having a casual conversation about what the things that we believe and understand and uh joining together with other people all around the world you know through the internet so i think it's just pretty cool it is. I mean, it's 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 amazing. And and uh, who who would have thought? Even when we started this thing, Joel. Even though we started on the internet, I, I don't think we realized what what it was going to become. And yeah, social media how, how many, was how, not a, really a thing. I mean, you could have chat groups and forums and things like that, but nothing like it is today. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I saw you post something on social media. Kind of liked it, and um, it has to do with. That Mosaic Law, those old stone tablets, not just 10, but, you know, right around 613, right? So um, you you made the point that it's never been ours. You know, we talk about Jewish people, we talk about Gentiles, Jewish people probably being less than 1% of the population in the world, the rest of the world uh, falling under that umbrella of, of Gentiles. 
And and I know we, we talk a lot about these kinds of things here on the podcast in relation to the new covenant, but you'll be surprised at how many times you can kind of go back through it, get another angle on something, not just this, but anything within the scriptures or the gospel and things about Jesus and God. I mean, we, we talk about, I mean, we've been on this, you know, doing this for quite a while, right? Since 2005. And, and uh, sometimes we talk about similar subjects or go back to subjects from time to time that we've talked about before, but you can always get kind of a different perspective by talking about things again and, and hashing them out, talking them out, getting that perspective, growing in our understanding of that truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, what we're going to do here today, I think, is, is talk some more about the fact that Gentiles you know, for the sake of argument. Now, now, Paul, and maybe we'll get to this in the next program or two, but uh, Paul made the comment to the Galatians that really, uh, from a spiritual perspective, from a covenant perspective, um, there there no longer is this separation of Jew and Gentile. But for the sake of argument here to, to be able to explain some of these things so that we can understand them, how things unfolded from the Old Testament times to New Testament times to where we are now. Um, talking about them in such a way where people can get them. So we'll 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 assume here, even spiritually, for a moment that <laughs> there's there's Jews and there's and there's Gentiles. And and the point that you made in your post was that Gentiles never had the law. It wasn't dished out to them. They were not in covenant with God in in relation to that law. And that uh, Paul pointed out in Ephesians chapter two that. That law had been torn down, it was abolished, it was taken out of the way, it was nailed to the cross in, in Colossians chapter 2. Um, and so let me just go to what you said here at the end. The, again, the law of Moses was exclusively for the people of Israel. It was God's covenant with them, not us. And because it was given exclusively to them, it was their schoolmaster, guardian, tutor, not ours. Even more, even more so. A brand new covenant of faith has completely taken its place, which is based upon God's promise and the blood of Jesus, not laws, and it includes both Jews and Gentiles. So why do we suddenly think that this old law is ours to use now? Uh, let's pick up this dead old thing that was never ours in the first place and see what we can do with it. Um, so that's something that Joel posted here just uh, even today, I think, and and. Uh, Let's, let's talk some more about this, Joel. Let's look at this from different angles so people can begin to, to understand and, and realize that maybe a couple of verses here and there that they've misunderstood or taken out of context uh, is, is missing the, the bigger point. Yeah, I think the law, the law of Moses, you know, God's law, the, the 613 commandments, however you want to look at it, the 10 commandments, it's still... 2,000 years later, major, major talk in the church today. And I think that it was not supposed to be that way. Uh, I think it, it, just, it just is what it is, if you want to use that phrase. But we like to talk about this in order to help people to understand, I guess, why it shouldn't be. And as someone commented on my post um, on my Grace Roots page, that we'll keep talking about this and helping people to understand that the law was indeed done away with, wiped out, taken out of the way, as Colossians says. It was abolished in Jesus' flesh, as Ephesians says. It was broken down and taken out of the way. Someone says that, you know, if people knew this, 
It might help people to let go of all the do, do, do requirements and live in the more relaxed mode of done, done, done by Jesus. And so I think this is very important. I mean, we might talk about this a a lot here on the podcast, but like you say, each time we're sharing a different perspective, we're it's we're not changing what we're talking about. It's just looking at it from different angles and hopefully helping people to understand why it's so important that we understand that the law itself was done away with and taken out of the way and all, and all of these things. And so the point that I was making on my post, Gentiles, the, the law itself, the law of Moses, was exclusively a covenant that was made between God and Israel. There were only people from Israel who were there when they agreed, when the people agreed to keep the law. So God made the covenant. The people agreed. They said, we will do this and it will be righteousness to us. Of course, they didn't realize how wrong (laughs) that they were, but they agreed to it. Around the world, the other 99% of the world were Gentiles. They were not there. They did not agree to this covenant of 613 laws and commandments. They were excluded from it, and they were not allowed to be a part of this. Time and time again in the law, it says, this is what the Lord says to Israel. This is God's commandment to Israel. You know, things like that. You'll see things like that. It has nothing to do with Gentiles, you know, the non-Jewish people. And so, unfortunately, what we've done, because there is all of this law talk in the Bible, you see it all over the place. Paul talked law all the time, but we don't kind of really catch his reasons for doing that. Paul really was talking about the law so much so he could help people to understand that we're not under it, that it's gone, that it's done away with, that it was death, that he thought that it would bring life, but he found that it only brought death. Uh, He thought that it would help to curb sin, but it really only brought about a revival of sin and an increase of sin, and that its purpose, the purpose of the law, was for Israel. It was to be a guardian for Israel, the people of Israel. Uh, Galatians 3 says it was their guardian. Let me see if I can find this here. That it was uh, it before faith came, we were held captive under the law. That was the people of Israel, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. It's Galatians 3, 23, 24. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. And so if you read back, you got to go back into Galatians. This justification by faith didn't just come out of nowhere, but rather uh, near the beginning of this chapter, maybe I'll start on... Yeah, see, verse uh, 7, know, know then that those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. There was this promise that God made to Abraham, and it was going to be that justification would be by faith. Verse 17 says, this is what I mean, the law which came 430 years afterward does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise 
void. For if the inheritance comes by law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. That's really the context of Galatians 3. God made a promise to Abraham. In short, it was a promise that Gentiles would be justified by faith, just like the Jews would be justified by faith. Uh, It has nothing to do with the law. The law was simply there as a guardian for Israel for a certain amount of years until Christ came. And then this promise that was made to Abraham of justification by faith was revealed, was was made uh, a reality through Christ. Now that that has happened, this faith has come, Israel is no longer under the guardian. And the law has been done away with, wiped out, taken out of the way, abolished in Jesus' flesh. Now all that's left for everybody in the whole world is to simply come to Christ by faith, having really nothing to do with the law. Yeah, the the law came until the seed should come, uh, meaning Jesus Christ. But the the law was, was, as you mentioned, it, it was more than just a teacher or a tutor, as some people see it in translations, English translate, translations of the Bible. But it, it was a guardian. It was a strict disciplinarian. Um, once faith has come, once Christ has come, no longer under the tutor. The tutor no longer has a function. And and so this is uh, kind of a big deal because and and, and I, I saw I even saw a comment on on your post, Joel, where somebody was kind of confused because they thought, well, didn't Jesus talk about the law? Didn't he even elevate it? I'm putting words in their mouth mm-hmm. here, but I'm trying to explain what they were asking. They were asking a sincere question. They weren't trying to be argumentative. Right. Um, and so they're 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 trying to figure this thing out. Let me just mention real quick, with that in mind, maybe maybe a really good tool. Um, it's like having a podcast in the palm of your hand. Pick up my book, Clash of the Covenants. It's available on Amazon, paperback or Kindle, and it helps uh, people separate some of these things regarding things that Jesus said, things about the law and the commandments, going back to Moses, um, and and how that is so different from this new covenant that Jesus established after his death and resurrection. People can get easily confused because some people think Jesus said that he didn't come to abolish the law, but then Paul said the law was abolished. So how do you how do you figure that out? Understanding the difference between the two covenants and the things that Jesus said, who he was talking to, and when he said them while that old covenant was still in place will help people begin to make sense of some of this stuff. Um, but so, so here we are, this thing that people have been freed from, the Jewish people were freed from, the Gentiles were never brought into it. You know, if you go into church today, I think— <laughs> We've probably said something like this before, but you you would think that instead of the Jews being redeemed from the curse of the law, that Gentiles were placed under it. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we we Gentiles somehow were brought into the concept of the Mosaic law, and, and usually we limit it down to about ten or fifteen or so of of those stone tablet commandments, and that this somehow blends into New Covenant Christianity, and they don't. They have no relationship with each other. Um, but then, you know, so Paul is writing to these Galatians. You were in uh, Galatians, uh, especially chapter three, and and he's he's explaining some of this stuff to him. That the, the the law was just a guardian. It, once Christ came, once faith came. The guardian, the tutor, was no longer necessary. Um, And he's writing to these Galatians, these Gentiles, 
who were being told by people who came from James that they need to start implementing just, you know, being saved by grace through faith alone wasn't enough. You had to start implementing certain factions of the law, circumcision, or whatever it may be. It was a slippery slope, and Paul was telling them, you don't have to do this, because we Jews were under this bondage from Mount Sinai, and we were delivered from it. You were never under it. You came to faith in Christ, just like all the other Jews are, are, are doing now in this new covenant. And, and so at the end of chapter 3, Paul is explaining to these Gentiles that really, and I mentioned this earlier in the program, in reality, from a spiritual perspective now, there's neither, uh, verse 28 of Galatians 3, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is uh, no male or female, for we are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, like Joel mentioned uh, earlier in chapter 3. So I know we're going to be having to wrap this one up, Joel. I, I think maybe we can talk some more about this. And just to tease it a little bit for next week, if the law still has any function whatsoever, then I'll, I'll try to make the point next week that Jesus cannot be considered an acceptable high priest, if that were true. Oh, I can't wait for that. That is going to be a good conversation. There is just so much profound, uh, so many profound things to bring out when it comes to Jesus being the high priest and how he cannot be the high priest according to the law itself. So unless the law itself is done away with, Jesus can't be the high priest. We'll see you next week. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.